Good morning, and welcome to World Acceptance Corporation's fourth quarter 2023 earnings conference call. This call is being recorded, and at this time all participants have been placed on listen-only mode. Before we begin, the company has requested that I make the following announcement. The comments made during this conference call may contain certain forward-looking statements within the meaning of Section 21E of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934 that represent the corporation's expectations and beliefs concerning future events. Such forward-looking statements are about matters that are inherently subject to risks and uncertainties. Statements, others than those of historical fact, as well as those identified by the words anticipate, estimate, intend, plan, expect, believe, may, will, and should, or any variation of the foregoing and similar expressions are forward-looking statements. Additional information regarding forward-looking statements and any factors that could cause actual results or performance to differ from the expectations expressed or implied in such forward-looking statements are included in the paragraph discussing forward-looking statements in today's earning press release and in the risk factor section of the corporation's most recent Form 10-K for the fiscal year ended March 31, 2022, and subsequent reports filed with or furnished to the SEC from time to time. The corporation does not undertake any obligation to update any such forward-looking statements it makes. At this time, it is my pleasure to turn the floor over to your host, Chad Prashad, President and Chief Executive Officer. Uh, good morning, and thank you for joining our fiscal 2023 year-end and fourth quarter earnings call. Before we open up the questions, there are a few areas that I'd like to highlight. We made several changes in early fiscal 23 that we believe would have a significant impact on our business, and we've been very pleased with the results. As we discussed during prior earnings calls, we tightened underwriting about 18 months ago as economic uncertainty was increasing. At the time, inflationary pressure, concerns about delinquency normalization after a period of extraordinary portfolio growth, and growing recessionary concerns were key drivers for the strategic changes. Rather than lend into the economic uncertainty, we dramatically reduced our exposure to our highest risk customers. While new customer loan volume increased in the first quarter by 5% year over year, it declined significantly by between 35 and 45% during our fiscal second, third, and fourth quarters of this year as we worked to improve credit quality. During that time, through credit tightening, our book-to-look ratio decreased to a low of 20% during the second quarter before slowly improving to 25% in the third quarter and 30% in this most recent fourth quarter. When we compare new customer originations to pre-pandemic periods, we're still around 90 to 100% of the loan volume in comparable fourth quarters, excluding the extraordinary growth in fiscal 2020-22. Today, delinquency continues to show significant improvement, even as our book-to-look ratio has increased from 20 to 30% throughout the year. Early-stage delinquency decreased in the fiscal third quarter, and late-stage delinquency decreased significantly in the fiscal fourth quarter, which we expect to result in fewer charge-offs into the next and upcoming quarter. More specifically, our first pay default rates have remained low throughout the year, even as our approval and loan booking rates have increased. First quarter new customer originations had a 16% lower first pay default rate year-over-year, Second quarter first pay default rates fell 37% year-over-year, and the third and fourth quarter first pay default rates are around 25% lower year-over-year. We expect the new customer credit quality and low first pay default rates we experienced in fiscal year 2023 to continue into 2024. To underscore how strong recent credit performance has been, 
the first pay default rates of the most recent three quarters are in line with or are lower than pre-pandemic comparisons. They're even comparable to or lower than the low first pay default rates that we experienced on vintages that were positively impacted by the COVID, COVID stimulus. Finally, we're focused on both sides of the profit equation, decreasing losses as well as increasing gross yields. In addition to the positive credit performance that we mentioned earlier, we continue to steadily improve gross yields on the same vintages. New customer originations in the second quarter of this year had gross yields that were 7% higher year-over-year, and both the third and fourth quarter new customer vintages had gross yields around 25% higher year-over-year, again, at the same time as a reduction in first pay default rates. As we see the normalization in former customer loan volume, Similar adjustments have been made for returning and refinance customers with a focus on increasing credit quality and stabilization and overall portfolio yield as well. All of these outcomes are an especially great team accomplishment when we consider the reports of increasing default and delinquency rates across several credit industries during calendar 2022, including the personal installment loan industry. While economic uncertainty still exists into this year, management continues to accrue for the long-term incentive plan with vesting tiers of $16.35, $20.45, and $25.30 per share due to the much improved credit quality, yields, and operating conditions. We anticipate the first tier vesting as early as the end of this fiscal year, assuming credit quality and performance remain stable and unemployment remains low. We started this fiscal year with the stated goal of managing the portfolio in a way that would ensure it could weather the stress of negative economic pressures and this quarter's results show that we are in a position to do that, as well as take advantage of, marketing, of market opportunities to grow it. I'm very proud of the incredibly hard work from our branch team members, as well as their supporting leaders and trainers, and corporate operations support, IT, analytics, our human resources department, marketing, and customer success teams. We're successfully navigating a challenging environment and are beginning fiscal year 2024 from a position of portfolio and capital strength. At this time, Johnny Camus, our Chief Financial and Strategy Officer, and I would like to open up to any questions. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star, then one, on your telephone keypad. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. And if you would like to withdraw a question, please press star, then two. At this time, we will pause momentarily to assemble our roster. And our first question will come from Vincent Kaintick with Stevens. Please go ahead with your question. Hey, thanks. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my questions. Uh, the first one, just on the your your comments on the uh, portfolio and um, you know, tightening underwriting. Um, any sense for uh, where you know the, the portfolio shrinking, sort of where you kind of expect it to land and. Is there more tightening uh, you expect, and sort of what's what's assumed in your current underwriting posture now in terms of macro conditions? Thank you. Hey, uh, good morning. Um, great question. So I think from this point forward, uh, I think we've experienced you know the the maximum tightening that we will experience going forward. Um, so we've already begun loosening our underwriting, uh, especially into the third quarter and fourth quarter of this past year. Um, even into the first quarter of the current year, we've we've also begun loosening up a little bit on our new customers as well. 
Um, so, you know, we, we don't anticipate the portfolio to shrink this year. Uh, we do expect to have, you know, somewhat tame growth compared to prior years. Uh, you know, likely in the 0 to 5% range is what we would expect. Um, our focus now is on higher credit quality and profitability um, over, um, you know, portfolio growth in general. Yeah, just just to clarify, so we've, we've loosened uh, underwriting relative to um, last fall, um, sort of that August, September, um, October, November time frame, but it's still tighter than it was um, a year and a half, two years ago. Um, so we're still we're still cautious, just given the the, the macro environment. Okay, perfect. Thank you. And um, you you spoke about the the yield or the price that you're able to put into uh, these loans, which is it's great to see that increasing. Um, where do you expect that to be able to to go at this point? And so when you're talking about underwriting, is it and maybe starting to loosen a bit? Is that sort of in price, or uh, maybe how where do you expect yields to uh, to uh, continue? Thank you. Yeah, so when I talk about loosening, uh, it's more of, of opening up the spigot slightly for uh, new originations. It's really not loosening in terms of pricing. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the yields have increased pretty dramatically in the past couple of quarters. Uh, we continue to expect those yields to stay, you know, very high, uh, especially for our new customers coming into the portfolio. Um, you know, in terms of yields, uh, both gross and net yields into the next year, you know, our focus is on growing the overall portfolio's gross yields, and as we maintain credit quality, we expect those net yields to grow as well. And I can add to that a little bit, right? So, um, you know, there's also some accounting <clears throat> impacts to, to yields last year. Um, obviously, we don't we don't accrue interest on um, loans that are more than 60 days contractually passed due, and when those loans roll 60 days. Um, Contracts are passed through. We reverse, you know, the three months of interest that had been accrued to that point on on those loans. Um, so obviously, last year with higher six day contractually passed through loans and and um, a large number of loans rolling six days contractually passed through, um, that was a headwind to yields. Um, and now obviously that that has reversed, and, and that should be a, a tailwind to, to yields this year. Um, so we, we would expect to see yields on the overall portfolio um, creep up a little bit during the year. Okay, great. That's super helpful. And the last one from me, just if you could talk about your um, just conversations with your funding partners and you know, the banks broadly, the industry has been in difficulty over the past month, um, and there's been talk about some of them maybe tightening uh, the lines that they're providing to people. So if you could maybe uh, update us on kind of your conversations with with your lenders and um, in any sense, you know, if you need to um, if update us if you have any funding needs. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. No, um, you know, obviously, we've we've paid down a substantial amount of debt on our credit facility over the last six months, um, and it was actually. Uh, repurchased some some bonds um, during the, the fourth quarter as as well so we're, we're in a really good good place as far as as funding um, at this point you know uh, there hasn't been any indications of, of tightening from from the credit group but um, you know if that if that were to be the case um, you know we we'd be in pretty good 
shape is giving the, the low levels of, of outstanding debt we have at the moment. Okay, great. Very helpful. Thanks very much. And as a reminder, if you have a question, you may press star the one to join the queue. Our next question here will come from John Rowan with Janny. Please go ahead with your question. Morning, guys. Um, Morning. I, I want to follow Vincent's question a little bit here. Um, obviously, this is the time of year where we typically get an, an announcement from you guys regarding um, a renewal and renegotiation of your credit facility. I'm wondering where those discussions stand, whether or not we should expect, you know, a change in the base rate or the or the spread to the base rate. Um, you know, obviously, you, you didn't really address whether or not. I think the prior question, whether or not there potentially be a change in liquidity, but just wondering if we could maybe address the rate question, um, if there's any information you can provide at this time. Yeah, so those um, discussions haven't haven't started in earnest yet. So that typically happens, um, you know, we'll be a year out in um, in June. Um, so that's that's typically when we'll, we'll have our bank meeting. Um, so... We won't really start those discussions in ours until this this summer. But you usually, so you usually renew it about right is about you don't let it go current, right? You usually renew it a year prior to it's. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so we would expect and we should expect you know an announcement from you guys regarding any types of changes to that facility in June or the summer yeah, or, or, around there. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And then can you just um, repeat, because I didn't quite get it, what you were saying about the, you know, your expectations around, um, you know, the accruals for your, your comp agreement? Oh, yes. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we have uh, three vesting tiers within our long-term incentive plan. Uh, they vest at $16.35 uh, for the first tier, $20.45 for the second tier, and $25.30. Uh, per share for the last year. Um, and we, we continue to accrue for those, and we anticipate uh, the first year vesting as early as the end of this fiscal year. You know, again, that assumes that credit quality and performance remain stable and unemployment remains low. So, you know, we feel like we have the portfolio at, um, you know, a place where, you know, the, the yields can um, put off enough revenue to achieve those targets. And we've controlled GNA as well as delinquency enough uh, to, to hit those targets coming up, you know, uh, as early as the end of this fiscal year. Okay, thank you. And, and just and just out of that, yes, yeah, so obviously, um, yeah, we're we're coming into this fiscal year with substantially lower um, delinquency both on the front end and and the back end, um, and you know our our zero to five month um, ten year customer. Um, is is substantially lower than than it has been. So you know it's at when that's and that's our most risky customer, right? So it was at 5.9 percent at the end of March, um, compared to 13.1 percent um, at, at a year ago. Right. So that we've taken a substantial amount of risk out of out of the portfolio, um, and you know just given where delinquency is, um, you know we, we'd expect substantially lower. Um, charge-offs going forward, obviously barring any sort of macro event, but in, it's certainly in the near term. Yeah, and to add a little more clarity what Johnny's saying, so it's it's not just that our uh, lower tenure customer uh, base is lower in the portfolio relative to last year. It's also that 
you know, those lower tenured customers today are actually much less riskier as well. So this isn't a matter of, you know, shrinking uh, our investment in new customers uh, in order to right-size the portfolio on its own. It's a combination of both, you know, being more selective, uh, which does result in a, a much lower investment in new customers, but also, uh, you know, with being more targeted, we're seeing, you know, much higher credit quality and uh, much lower expected loss rates within that bucket as well. Okay, and then how many, how, how much um, bonds did you buy? Um, we we repurchased um, nine million in face value in Q4, um, and at a at a around a twenty percent discount. Um, and then a twenty percent discount to, to par, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, and another two million in in April. Did do you book a gain? When was there a gain booked in this quarter for? Yes. So that the gain that gain will show up in interest expense. That that was so that, that that's included in the interest expense number. How much is that gain in interest expense for the quarter? Um, it was around a little less than than two million. It's roughly two million. Um, is there? Did you have a discussion with the rating agencies prior to buying bonds at a twenty percent discount to par regarding their, you know, um, assessment of it's a technical default? Well, it, it wouldn't be a, a technical default. Um, there's nothing in the the bond agreement that this that prevent us from buying shares back at a discount. Um, so it they have a concept called selective default. Um, but you know we're we're buying these bonds in in the open market um, anonymously, right? Like we're not we're not in any way pressuring um, bondholders into to selling their bonds, right? So um, and you know obviously we're in a, a pretty healthy spot in terms of our balance sheet, so you know we're not a distressed um, you know we're not distressed bonds pressuring bondholders into selling, right? So we feel comfortable it doesn't fall into that that bucket. Okay. All right. Thank you. As another quick reminder, if you have a question, you may press star the one to join the queue. And this will conclude our question and answer session. I'd like to turn the conference back over to Mr. Prashad for any closing remarks. Uh, thank you all for taking the time to join us today. Uh, this concludes our 2023 year in earnings call for World Acceptance Corporation. Thank you. The conference has now concluded. Thank you very much for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect your lines.